This is Alpha Geek Radio. The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Monday, June 5th. This is Casually Hardcore. I'm your host, Grail. I'm Daxa. And I'm Mindy. Yay! Hopefully this works. You got you <laughs> podcast listeners will have no idea the pain. <laughs> the hell that we have <laughs> that has gone into this <laughs> to getting this all to work. If you had listened to the first chunk of this show, you would have known that we either have a new host. Or someone has kicked Gnome in the nuts. That's true. <laughs> so, sadly, Gnome is still knee-deep in real life, so he is not on the show this week, though we do look forward to him joining us in some future weeks. Correct. And Grail and I have managed to dig ourselves out from reality. Right. <laughs> Our new host, her name is Vindy. Vindy, would you like to say a little bit, some, a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I met Grail at or Grail and Daxa at a supernatural convention. Or I met Daxa there and Grail by proxy. Um, I've been a cosplayer for about ten years. I played games for the most beginning portion of my life up until now. Um, I'm pretty casual now. I'm just going back to school at ASU for uh, filmmaking. So I am really only off and on Blizzard games um, every now and then. Uh, every now and then League of Legends 2 when my sanity can handle it. And I am excited to join you guys yeah. on the podcast. Yes. We're excited to have you. We're hoping... What did you say the first time that we... We side-graded? We side-graded. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Mediocrity. Mediocrity yes, for the win. continue. <laughs> All right, so we're also going to have a lot of fun testing out our levelers because it keeps bouncing all around. Like sometimes Vindy's very high, sometimes we're very high. So fantastic! We shall see how this all plays out. But you wanted us back. We're back. We're so back. Here you go. So not, not only that, Vindy, but you're the, actually the only one of the three of us that actually has access to a Nintendo Switch. Oh yes, that's so true. Yes, I can't rave enough about it. I was a little underwhelmed by the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Um, and it may just be biased because I'm a huge Legend of Zelda fan. Um, and man, Breath of the Wild was such an amazing game. But um, the portability of the Switch, there is nothing better uh, than being able to take your game from the living room into the bed with you. It is the <laughs> best thing in the world. Finally. It's always good to take your games into bed. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> it's like the end of like a Chinese fortune. <laughs> in the bed. No longer do I have to keep myself awake at the computer. I can just simply bring my game to the bed to with the me. Bed. Boom. Nice. All right. Well, this week we're going to start off because we here in the land of the, oh my God, it's a million degrees out. It's so hot. Just experienced our, God, I think it's since, I think this is the eighth or ninth year of Phoenix Comic Con or maybe even longer. 
I'm not sure how long it's been running, but I know it started off with a very teeny one or two guest uh, event, and now it's gigantic. So one of the biggest outside of uh, San Diego and New York, and we had a ton of guests this year. All three of us were able to attend. Uh, so we'll start off. Daxo, what was the best part of Phoenix Comic Con this year for you? Well, um, this was the first year we didn't actually work Phoenix Comic Con. So That's true. because we weren't um, doing a podcast or anything, we went to just enjoy the con. We weren't, most of the time, we do a lot of panels because we're trying to make sure that we bring you plenty of content, and the panels are a lot of fun. But we actually, I actually spent a lot of time just roaming around, going to the exhibition hall, seeing the vendors there. Um, my favorite part really was all the costumes. There were some amazing costumes out yeah. there. Yeah, you took my answer. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, I love looking at people's costumes and their props on Thursday. But that's another story. Um, I love seeing all the costumes in the hallway. I love seeing the groups that people do together and their creative interpretations of the different fandoms. That's like, I love the panels and the panels are great, but roaming the hallway is like a panel if you enjoy just kind of people watching a little bit. So true. I was really excited to get a selfie with Charlie Cox, and that's what I really wanted. I didn't want a photo booth photo op. I wanted a Snapchat selfie with a cute little filter with cute little Charlie Cox. Yeah, those are so much better. I really enjoy the selfies at the booth better than I do the photo ops at Phoenix Comic Con because they don't, they just stand there. Yeah, I really agree. I love the selfies. And it's such a great, I mean, business-wise, it's such like a great additional little moneymaker. Um, I'd like it better than a photo booth. I wish they would do it at the Supernatural cons. I really do. But mm. Yeah, well, that is like I noticed at uh, the actual photo booth area, it's like uh god i don't know what to even equivalent it to maybe like a cattle mill <laughs> if that's a thing it's true a dairy a maybe dairy? where yeah. the cows are coming yeah, in waiting to be milked like, yeah. yeah or hitting the head with the slaughterhouse no no okay. no i don't know either way it, but it was like okay next boom take your photo yeah. next boom so and if you think that's fast you should go to the supernatural cons and see how they man they push you you got like three seconds up there you are herded true and, but the one thing I think that the Supernatural Cons have over is that you get to ask them what you want. Whereas this one, in Phoenix Comic Con, you're just standing there. You get yeah, you don't you get a lot ask. different. We, we got to do a pose with Danny Trejo. Like, we went up and we asked him specifically, like, I want to be in a cheesy action flick movie cover with you where you're holding our waists and we're the damsels on the sides. Like, we got to do that. Oh, that's I cool. Think, you don't get to do that with to- all of them, though. Really? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You don't. I saw a friend of ours did a uh, uh, photo op with Dick Van Dyke, uh-huh. and and I I understand with certain guests they tend to be a little more protective, but yeah, they were basically like, go in, don't touch, you know, smile next. There's, yeah, there's no no uh, staging a scene with Dick Van Dyke. Well, he's like ninety something. He looked pretty he? spry. He was walking really? around. Yeah. yeah. I saw he some was, clips was... from his panel. He was. He, wow. Yeah. Wow. He's well, living, okay. living good. Living yeah. well. I mean, I, I kind of feel like, especially since they only sold a certain number of tickets for the mm-hmm. Dick Van Dyke panel, I thought that, you know, it was kind of like a keep it on a smaller scale for him a little bit and maybe not full blown, full tilt 
Comic Con jungle madness. Right. For him. Well, That's last kinda... year they did. Carl Urban was the same way. You couldn't ask for any poses. Mm. You went they in. Did... You stood next to him. You took a picture. You moved. Is on. that just a headliner that they do? It that might with be. It might be. Maybe. I th- or, or maybe it's up to the individual talent mm-hmm. preferences. That's yeah. true. Yeah, uh, that's true. Because when, like, John Barrowman was there, he didn't do a lot of crazy poses, but he was very, like, He was all, all for whatever you, you wanted. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's always all over everybody. I love him. He's the best. Yeah. I want him to come back so bad. Right? so many other cons now. I know. You know what we need to do, though, is we just need to get him into Supernatural. Right. Yes. I wish. Oh, my God. But they just kill him off right away. That's yeah. okay. Oh. That's okay. <laughs> but at least he go to the cons. Gil was only there for a couple episodes. He goes to the cons. Yeah, yeah, he's touring with Once Upon a Time Con now, isn't he? I think so. Wow, Ooh. that's an, a thing. It yeah, is. It is yeah. now. Wow. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Things you did. The more <laughs> you know. Things you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was some of the big highlights. Uh, they, as Vindy alluded to, there was a Thursday night, which is always their kind of pre-night. It allows you to get down to see. It's mainly for the exhibition hall, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It opens late. It opens. It I think the exhibition hall opens at like 4 p.m. on Thursday. I think, honestly, Thursday morning is for picking up your batch early. Pretty much. Later, you can probably, like, later after 4, you can go into the exhibition hall to kind of get a, a scoop on the vendors. But it, it opens real late. The exhibition hall opens, well, the exhibitor hall opens 4 to 9 yeah. on Thursday. Is, are there even any panelists on Thursday? No. I no I, I'm pretty sure this is kind of like the preview night. So right. for yeah. the most part, it's not, there's no, no guests are there yet. It's very much yeah. focused on, hey, let's get you in to spend some money. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Buy some stuff. But there was some cool stuff. So Yeah. I'm staring oh my at gosh, my cool yes. stuff right now. <laughs> I walked out with a new Iron Man mechanical keyboard. Yes. Really? Yeah. yeah. So they had up in the uh, floor where the autographs were, there was a station there, or a vendor exhibit, and they had these mechanical keyboards as well as mice and a couple other things. And I looked at it, and I went, oh, that's a nice-looking keyboard. It has a million lights. It looks like, you know, the Mar- I think it's the Mark 18 armor, XL111, whatever that is. <laughs> that specific one. Right. Sure. I got it. In my mind's eye, exactly yes. that. That's exactly what it is. So I was looking at it, and I was like, man, that looks pretty good. I- I've been wanting to get a mechanical keyboard. The price was pretty nice. I'm like, all right, I'll, but I'll think about it. So I, I thought about it. Next day I came back, looked at it a little bit, and said, eh, I'm not sure. We went and saw some panels. The exhibition hall was about to close, and I went, you know, I'm going to take one more look at that keyboard because I might pick it up. I walked back over, and the guy looked at me as I walked up, and he said, "I'll anything you want here, I'll give you half off. Whoa! So yeah. I got a keyboard. And, and I got a mouse. Yep. Why didn't you call me? Pick <laughs> <laughs> me up a keyboard too, please. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, what? Sold. So, yeah. So, so that- now I grab Iron Man's head all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> so that was cool loot. I know you came out with some stuff as well as some of the compadres you were with. Yeah, my uh, my friend who was visiting from Minnesota, he's, he really wanted some art for his walls. And they have these, like, 
I wish I could think of the artist's name. Oh, it's amazing. They're like traditional Japanese, um, like kind of watercolor paintings, and they're of fandom things. So like Pokemon was one, Star Fox was one, Zelda was one. They are amazing. Um, if I could find the artist tag or name, I'll try to send it to y'all. Maybe you can link it or we can plug it somehow because they are so great. And then I got these little candles. They're like typical um, Catholic candles. Do they have a name for them in Mexico? Um, um, I don't know if they have a name for them in Mexico, but I know, that, yeah, they're basically used by the Catholic Church for all types of vigils and for asking for boons or any of that. I got one of Danny Trejo is Saint Machete, which and is I got awesome. Two for my friends that are X Files. Um, they're Fox Mulder and Dana Scully candles. They're the most amazing things out of everything in the dealer's room. Um, craft wise, they are my favorites. They were pretty cool. Awesome. Well, sounds uh, really good. I'm still fiddling with our volume here. Looks like I'm coming in a little on the hot side. A little strong. A little bit hot. A little bit hot. We're going to just... Overpowering. Turn that down a smidge. Smidgle? We'll see. A a smidgle? A smidgle. You're going to turn down a smidgle. It's a technical unit. Uh Uh-huh. All right. So that was the good parts of Comic-Con. This year we had some drama, though, at Phoenix Comic-Con, being they... uh, had a guy come in dressed uh, apparently as the Punisher, though news at organizations originally reported him as Rambo, but that's probably because they didn't know mm. who the Punisher was. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, unfortunately, though, this guy came in on Thursday evening when they were apparently a little lax on the security with uh, some live firearms, including a shotgun, and was posting pictures of the bad police and was also hunting the Green Power Ranger. Right. Yeah. yeah. The Green Power Ranger. This was a thing. This was a thing that happened here. Yeah. Technically, Jason David Frank, who is the Green Power Ranger. Didn't Just, you say he voiced other Power Rangers, though, as well? No, he was also like the Black Ranger, and he was like the Blue Ranger, and he was several of the Rangers. Poor guy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, I, I still... Um, being a cosplayer, I'm still confused about the, uh, the the method that he utilized to get these props in. As it, with every con, there's always a, a prop check that you bring your prop to um, when you enter the building. Uh, it's a table, and typically they have annoyingly, obnoxiously loud orange and green twisty ties or something to indicate that your weapon has been inspected or prop has been inspected and is non-lethal but yet somehow he managed to get all of this in without that yeah i don't think that first day they were doing much of a check i don't know why i don't know if they are they were living in a fantasy land and forgot how our world has been recently is now yeah but um yeah Usually they do the peace bonding on all those weapons. Uh, and for some reason, I guess his, not so much. At all. Like any of his, what, eight weapons that he had? Didn't he have like guns and like knives? Yeah. On him? Apparently he had knives as well as something, some other type of like hand-to-hand weapon. But the three pistols and a shotgun 
we had other people telling us though on Thursday they were hardly checking badges. So mm, yeah, exactly. It just seemed like a pretty big mess. Yeah, and then to ban all props because they weren't like properly inspecting weapons and props like they should have been in the first place is unfortunate yeah. for Comic Con. Yes. Yeah. Especially for those whose costumes are only iconic because of the guns or props. Yeah. Well, not only that, but I mean, the rationale behind, like, what's the... the dude comes in with a lightsaber. Like, what exactly <laughs> is he going to do with a lightsaber? A plastic lightsaber, nonetheless. Right. But, I mean, yeah. it makes no sense that you would just do a alright ban. And we had people saying, well, they could hide stuff within the lightsaber or like a foam weapon that's an actual weapon it's like well they could do that with anything then yeah that's the point of a prop check though i mean bring your like give me your metal detect you know they metal detected us before we went in give me the metal detectors on my prop like metal detector my prop making props it's rare that i can ever use metal in them because that is heavy as crap exactly like, make it so that they're testing these things, that they're taking them from you and, like, inspecting them, you know? Like, make it a process. It should be a process, especially if somebody has a really realistic knife or gun. Like, it it should be looked at, in Absolutely. my opinion. Yeah. Absolutely. Without a doubt. So, that was a little bit of a disappointment for Comic-Con this year because it it definitely colored the weekend some, especially with the cosplay where you knew our son mentioned, he's like, oh, that's the best of that cosplay I've seen. And I saw this dude with white hair holding a jacket. And I'm like, I have no idea who that is. And he's like, "It's, it's Dante from Devil May Cry. I'm like... Oh, yeah. If he doesn't have his guns, like, I don't (laughs) don't know who that guy is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I felt weird walking around in my costume with no sort of weapon whatsoever. Talk about, like, awkward posing. Right. Like, what am I supposed to do with my hands? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that really only started the whole situation. I mean, that started, obviously, it started the fact that we were walking around with no no props and that some of the people will especially um stormtroopers were walking around with signs saying the import the empire took my guns i love that that, that was actually pretty clever yeah yeah um yeah. but it also caused it also caused a lot of issues trying to get in because trying to get in with the, them being so vigorous on the checking the next day was really awful Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Did y'all go on Friday? No, Aridan did. We our sent, son did. We sent. Oh my god! Yeah, we saw him in line. Yeah, yeah. We sent a representative. Was, yeah. Oh my god! It was a complete shit fest. Yes. There is no better way to describe it. Like their lines were around the block. There were nobody. There nobody. Not even the cops or the volunteers knew what line was what. It was a, a just a complete utter disaster. But I will give it to them. That the next day, Saturday, they had it completely together. And well, we didn't yeah. stand in the line at all. They had to get it together. I mean, look at it this way. Everybody was complaining because of Friday. We have some friends who actually exhibit there. And they were saying that by you know 10 o'clock, there was like five people in the exhibitors halls because people hadn't gotten in yet. So yeah. I'm sure the exhibitors were complaining. I'm sure the, fa- the lack of volunteers, the fact that they cut so many volunteers this year and they weren't even volunteers anymore was a huge thing and that caused a lot of issues um a lot of the guests were sh- were just late to panels because they didn't have mm-hmm. their own handler like they normally would it was 
it was mm. not their best that's for sure yeah it was a transitory period absolutely. apparently absolutely so hopefully next year i love this con i think it's a great con we get a lot of great feedback from it the costumes are amazing even the fact that people are willing to put some of those costumes on in 108 degree weather yeah is amazing yeah I do, and I would love, I mean, I want to keep going, and I love that it's getting so big, and it's not, like, you know, a West Coast or an East Coast, it's in Phoenix, of all right. places, like, you know, I I love how big it's getting, I just, man, that, that prop and gun thing, it's killing me, yeah. it's killing me on the inside. <laughs> yeah, they got to figure out something to do with that. Yeah, it's got to be better. The prop, I, the weapon check just needs to be better. It needs to be upgraded. Everybody that has a weapon or prop or anything needs to be checked. It's uh, and it needs to be scrutinized highly. Common sense. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're gonna move on now to our next topic, Wonder Woman. And yes. before we get into this too far, I want to preface this segment with spoiler alert. Since it did just come out this weekend, it did just come out this weekend. Yes, so, so beware. We will t- touch upon. We'll you know we won't give away the ending, but come on, if you don't know the ending, okay, we're giving away the ending. <laughs> All right, it's an origin story. So read yeah, a comic it, book from exactly. fifty years ago. So I know for a fact that Daxa saw it because I was with her when she saw it. Yes, uh, Vindy, you saw it as well, though, correct? I did. I did. Okay. So, what was your impression or rating? My impression? Yes. Oh, you know I have a lot of thoughts. I got a lot of thoughts. <laughs> I have the best um, thoughts. All the thoughts. The hugest thoughts. Right. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I had been hearing so much great things about it, and there was so much hype behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. A lot. Um, did it live up to the amount of hype that I feel like it had behind it? Uh, I don't know. For me, it was still good. I would still rewatch it. This this movie did not end chauvinism for all mankind <laughs> and cure you know it, the ultimate female portrayal. I don't know, some of the pressure they were putting on this movie in, in terms of what it was supposed to do for, I think, society yes. as a whole was a little insane. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This movie yeah. was supposed to cure cancer, um, make sure that all babies in the world were fed. It was just, there was yeah. a lot of pressure. So, I personally felt it was you know, putting aside the Nolan Batman movies, the best DC comic book movie I've seen yeah, outside of those, that. especially in this newest iteration of their cinematic universe, when you take into account things like Man of Steel, Batman vs. <laughs> Superman, Suicide Squad, and now this, this is like really high up there for me, especially since I wasn't the biggest on Suicide Squad and I was pretty down the dumps on Batman for Superman. <laughs> true, true. Um, I have to say for me, it really did live up. I didn't, I don't know if I, I was too busy to pay attention to much of the hype. I was digging out of that hole of reality. So I really, not, really didn't pay attention to a lot of the hype. 
is this lived up to every single expectation. And if you have heard previous shows, you have heard me go on and on and on about how Gal Gadot was not even close to my first pick for Wonder Woman. Really? Absolutely. There was she- so much that I didn't that I just thought they could have done better with, a better actress. I just there was a lot. So I give her props because she did a fantastic fantastic job in the first one and an even better one in her own movie and I fully 100% eat crow on saying that she was not going to make a good Wonder Woman. She was I honestly her I have no problems with her in the film and Chris um Chris Pine. Yeah. Great. I felt like they were great. Um those two characters the portrayal of those two characters were amazing. The the lackluster for me was in the supporting characters. Honestly, I just everybody the acting felt a little bit weak i don't know if it was a script that i had a problem with it was just the delivery of some of the lines and the characters just weren't as strong or we didn't connect as much to a lot of the supporting characters as i would have liked to i think i'm gonna agree with you there the the supporting characters really weren't my focus um and if i look back on them they really wouldn't have been my focus because they didn't have I didn't. I don't think I cared for them as much as, let's say, in Captain America, his his little bunch. What uh, were they called? Yeah. Oh, the Howlers. The, the Howl. Yeah. The, the Howlers. Howling, no, the, the Howling something or other. Um, well, his little bunch. This his bunch. I really cared for them a little bit more. I think they gave them a little more face time. Um, I think I knew where they were going with that bunch. It just didn't quite get there. But yeah. But the two main characters definitely were fantastic yeah they blow it out of the park i i really liked gal as wonder woman i thought she was great i didn't have any problems whatsoever with her portrayal like it was fantastic and i felt like it had the love and compassion that the character is supposed to have too like just strong mighty and ferocious but still loving and caring like it was perfect absolutely absolutely and she was and this was before the wonder woman movie ever came out that i was saying i didn't care for her this mm-hmm. was probably like two years just when they when they announced we're eventually making a wonder woman movie right but mm-hmm. i also had i loved linda carter and i have mm-hmm. the original series on dvd, DVD. or something because i loved linda carter um so i thought for me she had very 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 big shoes to fill and fill them she did in my opinion <laughs> Filled them, she did. That one. That's right. Indeed. Uh, 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 so, <laughs> I would s- off topic here. Uh. You saying young Padawan reminded me of that thing I just showed you with. Um, oh, the bad lip reading. Oh my of, god. Uh, Yoda singing to Luke about pelicans. About pelicans pecking his, his head. head if you've oh never seen god. that, please go and see that yeah. bad lip reading with Yoda singing to Luke about pelicans pecking his head. It's fantastic. Yeah. Back to Wonder Woman. Back to Wonder Woman. So I'll I'll say my my only issue, and this is not really a critique of Wonder Woman. This is more of a critique of what DC's trying to do in terms of their cinematic universe. Is I still don't think they've nailed villains yet. They mm. can't seem to get as good. Marvel does a really good job, you know, obviously with some hits and misses. But you look at the, their biggest movie, Avengers. The main villain in that was Loki, who's become like <sighs> iconic, bomb. like and you know, semi not a villain. Yeah, and semi he's bouncing back and forth, but they do a good job overall. I think of having their villains be 
as important and as much screen presence as their protagonists. And in DC, that doesn't seem to be the case. Like, I can go on for days about Lex Luthor in Batman vs. Superman and how terrible that was. Oh, God, he was awful. And then uh, even looking like uh, General Zod, I thought was an interesting concept, but then became just a one-dimensional character. Suicide Squad was... The sorceress? That was the bad guy in that? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. So, and again, it and wasn't very. Visually, the sorceress, sorceress was amazing. Visually, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Story wise. Story wise, wasn't, mm. again, it was, comparatively, it was not a, a, a big presence villain. And in this one, he, you know, Wonder Woman has a pretty big adversary built in, but they, I don't think they gave much room for that. Uh, villain to grow on screen plus they were trying to do some like a sleight of hand with it and I again I just don't feel like it it resonated as much for me as a lot of the Marvel villains do yeah did you I mean for me personally in Wonder Woman I kind of like the chemist what was her name more than the actual yeah more than Ares like Lady Poison Poison is what they were referring to her as I forget her actual name Um, I was way more into her, and I thought she was going to end up being the big baddie. Bad, yeah, like. and it's it's surprising to me. Yeah, because again, they they kind of threw her in there as like, here's our, you know, a faint or here's a, a a potential as your big bad for the movie. But again, they didn't really do anything with her. Like, mm-hmm. why was her face half burnt off? Exactly. Why, you know what 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 caused her to want to melt people in trenches like that's the type of stuff i was i was hoping they would get into uh and build the character out more but uh, again they they tend to focus a lot on the hero and they i think until dc gets a little better balance they're they're going to struggle to keep compelling movies yeah 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 for sure you do have to you do have to have something for the hero to fight against. I mean, it's nice when you can flesh, like, especially with Loki. I know you brought him up before, but he's kind of like almost an anti-hero right. a little bit in that he's relatable and you like him, but then you're not supposed to like him. Uh-huh. I feel like a lot of the DC villains, and I, I haven't read DC comics, so I, uh, I'm i only speaking from a cin- cinematic point of view. Um, they're kind of like, one-sided in that they're just the evil like the bad like Mm -hmm. you must stop the bad must stop the bad type deal and i wish that they would give them more dimension because i think that that's where marvel is really successful um in making characters that you kind of like to hate hate to like right well lex luther in the in the previous movie could they could have done a really good job with lex luther because lex luther in a lot of the comics he doesn't feel like he's a villain what he's trying to do is he's trying to protect the earth from superman yeah he's a humanist he's a humanist more than anything so they definitely could have had some really good villains in there and there are some good villains in the dc verse sure do you think that was just a casting mistake though oh my gosh actor could have pulled it off well i I don't know i mean the The writing too i think the, the the biggest issue also is that they They've kind of set a 
big precedents within DC in that their animated stuff has been really good. Yeah. And the Lex Luthor from the animated series for uh, Superman was really solid. Like, he captured the comic character of being a very smart, very intelligent adversary and somebody believable to be uh, somebody that could go against Superman because he knew how to work all the system, let alone all this tech and everything, but he was also a genius in terms of being able to manipulate the government and do all Mm -hmm. these things. Jesse Eisenberg's portrayal was like, how do you brush your teeth in the morning? Exactly. You are just bonkers. Why would anybody listen to what you're saying? So I think that was a missed opportunity, and I think they... They can go back to it. Obviously, Batman's universe has quite a wealth of villains. Oh, yeah. They have an amazing amount. So as you know, the, the Batfleck film comes out, mm-hmm. you'll be able to tap into that potentially. Uh, obviously, they've already hit some of that with the Nolan films in terms of Joker and Scarecrow and Bane and, and those folks. The Arrow and Flash also have some really great villains, too. They do. And the Flash, you know, it's going to be interesting once we get to Dawn of Justice because then you're going to have the cinematic flash, Mm -hmm. but you already have the television flash that's been pretty well established. So they're going to have to try to navigate that water as well. Yeah. I felt like that was a little weird too. I, I, you know, I, I I liked the first, I only watched first few seasons of arrow. I haven't watched um, flash at all. Um, but I kind of liked Amanda. Was it Amanda Waller? Yes. That yes. Uh-huh. I, I liked her on Arrow. Yeah. Um, I didn't mind the, the girl that played her. And oh my God, I love Viola Davis oh, so yeah. much. Oh, I love her. I just it, like that. It's just it feels weird to me to have different actors on TV with these established series that they've had for a while. And then now we're seeing a, a transition to the cinematic on the theater. Different actors playing the same characters um it's kind of weird to me it just feels very disjointed i think especially when they're they're well-liked characters like the the flash he's a really well-liked character and i forget the guy's name who plays the flash do you remember dustin dustin duro no no flash oh within the 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 Dawn of Justice movie or on TV? Uh, on TV. Grant Guff. Grant Gustin. There we go. Yes. 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 Grant Gustin. He's, he's, he's really cute as the Flash. Uh, in my mm-hmm. opinion, he makes the perfect Flash. He's a really good Flash. So having this really treasured, established character, that's like Stephen Amell in The Arrow, too. Yeah. They're, they, people love them as their characters. And then just to put someone else in there, again, Big shoes to fill, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it could always work out, like Gal Gadot worked out in Wonder Woman, but they will have some very big shoes to fill. Yeah, and it will be his take on it. it could be interesting, but at the same time, you know, you have to wonder, did DC miss a opportunity here to really tie their cinematic universe and their television universes closer together than even Marvel's done yeah. with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? That would have been so cool. That yes. would have been so amazingly cool. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's it feels like a, a bit of a miss because looking at Agents of Shield, and I'm definitely not up on the current season of that. No. But I think out of all the seasons, they've had one cameo by uh, Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury yeah. on there, and that was it. Like they've had otherwise, they react to things that happen in the the movies, but there's no tie in. Uh, and of course, Coulson, Coulson coming from the Avengers, yes. but he 
uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. wasn't in existence when he was in the Avengers or any of the movies before that. So we'll see. I, mm-hmm. think, uh, I think DC has taken a step in the right direction. Yeah. I think with this For movie. sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So that is exciting. So yeah, I definitely can recommend it's worth your time to go see it. It's a big Big movie or big screen movie is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely, it's, it's you want to watch visual it on the big effects, screen. really cool, and a fun time. Oh my gosh, did you? What about the slow mo effects too? That's another thing oh that I I really I like um, stunts and yes. action uh-huh. scenes in movies. And what did you guys think about the slow mo effects? I loved in Wonder it. Woman. I you know one of my favorite scenes was definitely when um, the Amazons were doing the fighting on the beach. On the beach, yes. Oh yes. my god! Just because their their stylistic form of fighting, it's almost dancing and and elegant and deathly. De- it was I just just it. deadly. It was fantastic. I do. I I remember that specifically afterwards, and I was gonna. I was wondering if you guys would like it or not because it's so. Some people I remember saying like, "Oh, it was just too much time spent between people like action scenes or people looking at each other or non-dialogue scenes." There we go. Really, non-talking scenes. Yeah. And I really enjoyed the choreography, the stunts, um, all of that (laughs) was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't feel like it. I think it's when there's non-talking scenes and they're just staring at each other, not doing anything. That's yeah. different than that people have a than, problem. Than jumping off the back of a horse and putting an arrow into three guys. Yeah, yeah. That's a little different. I mean, I, so I would obviously. I think everybody was there when I went on a rant about American Gods and <laughs> and the staring that happens in that show gets obnoxious to me. Uh, however. I didn't feel that way at any point during Wonder Woman. Did I feel mm-hmm. the the movie had slowed down because of what the director decided to shoot? I thought they they kept it a good, really good pace throughout the whole film. The supporting cast of the Amazons I really oh, liked. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, Robin was Robin Wright uh, as the aunt, the Princess Bride, basically. Yes, <laughs> Princess Bride. She, yeah, she Robin was really. Wright, yes. Yeah, she was really good. As well as the actress for her Hippolyta? mother. Yeah. yeah. So I, I like the Amazons a lot. I thought they did a great job showing them. Yeah, I just need a, a whole movie yeah. of that. Just yes. whole, the island. I want to see all of it. Please. Yes. A whole movie. Well, there's tons of storylines in the mm-hmm. island. So that would be fantastic if her if the next one... I know they wanted to do World War II, but it would be great if one of the movies was an island. One of the big island storylines. Yeah. That would be I fantastic. I would love that. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt and retail like, back into Wonder Woman. Just when we thought we were out of the <laughs> they segment. pull us back in. I'll pull you back in. Mindy. Uh, all right. So the next thing we want to talk about, though, was what folks have been spending their time playing or their lack of time playing. What are looking forward to play. So, Daxa, since you're the I'm biggest the gamer. I'm the most casual. <laughs> since I am the, the biggest gamer of all of us. Um, I actually, in the past two weeks, have been able to log on once on Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's just because it's, it's kind of mindless for me. So, if I just want to decompress, it's you don't have to think. You know, it's kind of just like, eh. 
Um, if you get home from work and then you want to, you know, simulate going to work. <laughs> no, play Minecraft. You don't simulate. There yeah, you do. You're chopping things with a, a yeah. Pickaxe. No, that's not what I do at work. I do a lot of talking, and I just don't want to talk to people. And I'm okay with just digging. Um, <laughs> so I, I was able to do that. So that's still fun, which is nice. And then I was able to play. I downloaded every time I'll get every so many months I'll get this big kick to download more songs for. Um, rock band and play more rock band. So Ooh. I was what able. You, what are you good at on that? Are you good at with the guitar? Oh or? no, dude, I just sing. <laughs> oh heck yeah, that's my jam. Yeah, I just sing. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> um, I'm okay with the drums. I suck at the guitar. <laughs> But I play everything on, I sing everything on hard. I don't have the best voice ever, but man, I can hit those notes where they want me to hit them is all that matters. That's right. So whether it sounds good or not, I can definitely hit the notes. scoring, so who cares? Exactly. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so that's really the only thing I've I've played recently. Um, I'm looking forward to after this. I've got a, a, a busy next two weeks, but after that, I hope things will calm down a little. All right. Vindy. I I have been playing a lot of WoW. I'm still really into this expansion. Legion um, has been my favorite expansion since Wrath of Lich King, which I think is is saying something with the steady decline of expansions after that. Um, but man, I I I know I mentioned this game to you guys before, but I'm so hung up on this game. It's called What Remains of Edith Finch. Have you guys tried that yet? No. I've not tried it. I know no. of it, though. So it's more of a narrative adventure game. No, like, combat or anything like that. It it tells the story of basically a girl that goes back to um, her family home in Washington. And um, she has a huge family tree, and they've all lived in this house. And basically, whenever somebody dies, Grandma... Um, Finch boards up their room so their room becomes like this time capsule and you are traveling through as Edith and you're traveling through these rooms and you're just learning about each of these family members um, who they were and essentially how they died Mm. Um, oh wow and again no combat it's all narrative it's all talking about their stories but it's it's so compelling like (laughs) huh You'll cry. Like, some of them are just so heartbreaking. And, and I, I'm really big into narrative adventures. I love storylines. Um, mm-hmm. I love character backstories. Um, so this is right up my alley. And it's got a little bit of tragedy um, and mystery in it. And I love this game. I love it stylistically. I love the stories on it. Um, I love the soundtrack on it. Um, the interactivity between you can like play with the text as it appears on your screen like mm, it's wow. just the weirdest things and makes you feel like part of the story it's great if you haven't tried it it's only $20 on Steam which is like huh. that's that's pretty good for an indie new game right. yeah it's not oh. bad it's and man it's worth it it's worth trying in my opinion okay hmm. sounds good interesting what about you? Uh, so I've been bouncing around through multiple games, but right now my 
probably the the thing I played the most recently was this month. Uh, every so often, I'll subscribe to the Humble Monthly Bundle, mm-hmm. which if basically they usually show like, hey, this is one game you can get from the bundle. And once the month ends, you'll get five or six other games. We won't show you what those are. So usually I only subscribe when the game that they are displaying is something that I really want. So this previous month, they had Stellaris on there, which is a uh, 4X space strategy game. So you expand, exterminate, and... I don't know. There's probably two other X's that are in there. But I usually just expand and exterminate. X-ray. Yeah. Xylophone. Uh, It's like expand, explore, explore, expand, excavate, and exterminate. Uh, Uh Something like that. Anyways, it's a space strategy game. But that's not the game I was playing because they've unlocked at the end of the month. They said, okay, here's the games you get. So one of the games I got was a game I've had my eye on for a while, which is called Super Hot. Oh my god, that thing is so annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a really clever uh, first person, somewhat first person shooter, except you basically are playing like you're on an old 80s bulletin board and you're like swapping files and then you launch into this game and the whole game is white with... uh, objects rendered rendered in like gray scale or uh you know various tones of gray down to black and then the enemies are all red and the whole mechanic of the game is anytime you stand still time gets almost stopped to where it's it's flowing like the matrix and anytime you start moving time speeds back up so what it allows you to do is you can dodge bullets you can hit people and knock the, their guns in the air and as long as you stop moving you can grab the gun out of the air and then fire it back into the person you can do all these things and you, you just have to make use of that time stop mechanic to get through these levels like a, as a puzzle and then at the end of the level which what Daxel was returning to as annoying is annoying. they, they keep, it keeps going super hot but while it's saying that over and over again over and over <laughs> and over again it, it shows you a replay of what you did during the level except with all the time stops taken out of it while so it's it saying super, super hot. hot and you can stop it from saying super hot if you want but it shows you then you going through the level and you look like a badass because you're just like flying around people are shooting machine guns at you you're dodging all the bullets you're grabbing the guy, you know, making these crazy like uh, plays with guns in the air, and you get like katanas and cue balls and all kinds of stuff, and it makes you look like you are just phenomenal at this game uh, until you, of course, get back into it, and then you're doing the very slow, methodical because it's basically trying to solve a puzzle of how to get through the level, but. It was a really neat game that I think right now is like 15 bucks on Steam. It's about three to four hours in length, which is also nice. It's fun to have a game that actually finishes uh, in today's world of yeah. open-ended games, uh, games yeah. that yeah. never end. So <laughs> it was cool to like kind of sit down one night and just basically play through it. So, uh, yeah, that, that was a, a, a lot of fun and definitely a recommendation. Uh, again, you know, know what you're getting into. You're, it's only a three to four hour game, but you can get it on Steam. You can get it on the consoles. Might be something to keep an eye on for a, the summer sale. And turn off the super uh, hot. That's going to become a new meme for me. I'm going to start saying everything super, super hot, hot now. Well, that is, <laughs> it's not super hot. Next time it's, I'm over there, everything's going to be super, super hot. Hot. Super. 
hot. hot. Just super <laughs> hot. It's so annoying, especially when it's really loud and you're laying down and trying to go to bed. Super <laughs> hot. I'm going to like, that's going to be a drop in on this show. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So that's the the stuff that we've all been playing. Uh, of course, feel free to shoot us an email with anything you've been playing or anything that you're looking forward to, especially as we progress uh, through the summer towards uh, our, one of our favorite cons, which is PAX. PAX! Uh, we always love to hear what listeners are interested in because then it gives us a place to go. Exactly. <laughs> and- it gives us a place to start. Yes. There's just so much there yes. that if we have a place to start, at least we can be like, we'll go here. Right. <laughs> so with, Instead of wandering aimlessly. With that, we're going to wrap up this show that has been divided into about five different segments <laughs> that have to all smush together and hopefully sounds somewhat coherent and listenable. We'll see what happens when we edit it. Yes, and, and we, we, we may have to sacrifice a goat and donate a firstborn or something to yeah. get the next show on air properly. We'll see. This is a good baptism by fire yeah, for Vindy. Exactly. Yes. It, it can only go up. It, yeah, that's exactly. for sure. That's there we go. Sure. For sure. Raise the bar. The low bar. Uh, <laughs> it's low. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's real low, but it's okay. Oh, well, Shorty got low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so low. low. Uh, sure, has hit rock bottom. That, that reminds me, of like one time at work, a long time ago, where you fill out like a uh, you know comment for somebody else who did a good job. Like we had this website where you could type in like so and so is so helpful, so and so you know made copies for me, whatever. <laughs> a person that was a coworker of mine typed in there that so and so does a great job of making me look good with his mistakes. <laughs> 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 oh, which geez. is and basically <laughs> basically where we're at we're gonna look so much better because this started off so bad exactly it'll uh, you know within two three weeks this is gonna sound amazing yes all right so check us out on the web you can find us at www.alphageekradio.com find us on the facebooks you can follow us on the twitters I am Grail CH. Daxa is Daxa CH. And Vindy is Vindy underscore. Underscore. There you go. Yeah. So check us out there. You can listen and throw us show suggestions. If you want to email us, go to the website. There's a link to our email on the Casually Hardcore page. Check out all the other awesome podcasts as well as live stream shows on Alpha Geek Radio. We will definitely try to get to a much more consistent schedule here now that we are slowly getting our technical issues figured out we are looking to get this show up once a week the day is a little fluid at the moment Mm -hmm. but that's why we're doing it as a podcast right now but eventually we would like to get back to live streaming and even one day the videos Yeah, because, I mean, what we need right now is more technical yeah. <laughs> challenges. Yeah, there. <laughs> Sweet. I have been Grail. I have been Daxa. And I'm Bindi. And we are out of here. here. 
Title and background music for this production provided courtesy of Sean Beeson, composer for media. Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson.com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N.com.